Welcome to McCullough Christian Center's broadcast today. If you would like more information about our church, please visit our website at www.purposemcc.com. And now, here's our pastor, Cornelius Phillips, with today's message. Well, be like the woman with the issue of blood. Don't worry about what's going on around you. <clears throat> Just focus on Jesus. He's the one that you need to touch. He's the one that you need to reach today. Thank you, Father. Lord, we give you praise this morning. We give you glory. We honor you today. We thank you for the lives that have already been changed, even today, already. God, you've already changed lives. Father, you've already moved in the hearts of men and women. God, we believe today that you're still working and you're still moving, Father. Lord Jesus, we praise you today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, I want you to take your Bibles this morning while you're still standing and and turn with me to uh, Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. Thank you, worship team. Wasn't they awesome this morning? Amen. Matthew chapter 13. We're going to begin reading at verse 3 this morning. Matthew chapter 13, verse 3. Listen, we don't want to lose the presence. We don't want to lose what God's doing here this morning. Over the past uh, few weeks, we we talked about that the month of February uh, is is the month of purity. It's purifying, purifying our hearts, purifying uh, that place that God resides in. It's a month of purity. So this morning we're going to continue on that. Um, Last week we talked about blessed are they are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. And uh, so we understand that that the purity of our heart uh, gives us the opportunity to see God. And we talked about that that uh, when Jesus said blessed are the pure in heart they shall see God Uh, purity of heart is the condition uh, to seeing God you won't see God without a pure heart and so we talked about that uh, being pure in heart brings about the the presence of God it brings about uh, uh, the blessing of God and it, it brings about the favor of God. See, if I were to ask you to, this morning to raise your hand, how many of you want the favor of God on your life? Everybody in here would raise your hand. I want the favor of God in my life. But see, it all—it is all birthed. It all grows from a seed of purity of my heart. You see, before I can have the favor of God, I've got to have the presence of God. 
And the presence of God brings blessing in my life. And when you're blessed, the favor is going to follow you. It's going to follow you. All right? So this morning, we're going to just kind of continue on the heart because I want to share something with you this morning uh, that I believe is going to set that's going to set you free. It's very simple, and that's the reason I'm down here with you this morning. I had to come down here with you. Get down here, get down here with you. Judy said that ain't a word, corn, but where I came from, it was a word. It meant it meant one or more people together. I'm with you. All right, whatever. All right, Matthew chapter 13, verse 3, And Jesus, he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness or no depth of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away, and some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But other fell into good ground and brought forth uh, fruit, some hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. And then verse 9, Jesus said, Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Father, we thank you today for the power of your word. We thank you, Father, today that your word, Father, you said in, in Hebrews that the, the world as we know it was framed by the word of God. We thank you for the power of your word today. Now, Lord, help us to hear. God, help us to hear by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for standing. Listen, the heart, and, and, I, and I want you to understand this this morning, and I'm going to try to go real slow and, and calm because uh, it's more important today, guys, that you grasp the power of God's Word than it is that you get uh, 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 a goosebump out of the way that I animate myself. All right, so I want you to get the word of God this morning. In Scripture, the heart is used to describe and illustrate uh, the strongest, most comprehensive term uh, for the authentic person, for who you are. All right, in Scripture, let me let me rephrase that. In the Bible, when you see the word heart or hear the word heart being talked about. It is used to describe uh, closer than any other description who you are, what you're made of. It, it is the part of our being in Scripture where we desire. It is the, it is the seat of our desires. It is, uh, it is where we make decisions. It is what we deliberate on. It has been described the place of our consciousness and our our uh, decisive activity, the, the, the spiritual activity of who we are is described in Scripture as being your heart. 
When Jesus referred to the heart, that's what he was referring to. He was referring to the very seat of who you are. And I told you a few weeks ago that, that uh, Jesus could care less if you use MAC makeup. I didn't tell you this, but I'm telling you now. But I, I, I referred to it last week. But he could care less if you use MAC makeup. He could care less if your hair is red, yellow, green, purple, or blue. He could care less if you're male or female. But what Jesus cares about this morning is what is going on in your heart. And I told you last week that Jesus didn't come and do a work in my life because I had a few bad habits. Jesus came and did a work in my life because I was sinful to the very core. My heart was messed up. Guys, we don't have a, a male and female problem in our culture today. We're in a battle right now of, uh, of, of people uh, wanting to change their gender and all that. Listen, it's not all about that, guys, and I'm against all that with everything I've got, but I want to tell you something. we got a problem with hearts today. When it all comes down to the bottom of the barrel, the relationship and the struggles that we have with each other and the battles that I fight with my fellow man is not because I don't like them or, or not because of their skin color or not because we're disagreeing some way. It is a matter of my heart. When I get my heart right, then everything else will fall in place. When you get your heart right, friend, you will find the peace that you so much desire. When you get your heart right, you will discover that the happiness that has been elusive to you will all of a sudden flood your life. Why? Because it all takes place in your heart. You can put on makeup. You can fix yourself up. You can cut this off and grow that out. You can go to a plastic surgeon and get them to tuck this and take that off and fix that and all that, but you still are going to have a messed up heart. But if you get your heart right, see, the heart is the center of who I am. Man, I wish our culture could understand that. Listen, we're in a culture today where you can't say anything about anybody or against anybody's actions or anything uh, and because that is not politically correct. And I want to tell you something this morning. It is time for the body of Christ and for those that sit in church on Sunday morning to recognize that, that the problem is not that. The problem is our heart. Listen, the problem is not the government, guys. It is my heart. We need to focus and major on getting people's hearts right with God. Listen, Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23 says this, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. There are those that are sitting here this morning. You've not kept your heart. You've not protected your heart. And because your heart has gone unguarded, something has come in that has tainted your heart. Something has come in that has robbed you of your peace and your joy. 
Something, sir, has come into your heart that's caused you to think that you need another woman or something, ma'am, has crept into your heart and caused you to think that if I could just get another man in my life, I would have the joy and the peace. Something has come into your heart, a young person, that has caused you to think that if I do what Johnny tells me to do or if I, if I do what Susie tells me to do, if I be like them, if I'll act like them, if I'll drive like them, if I'll smoke dope like them, if I'll drink like them, if I'll smoke cigarettes like them, or if I'll cuss like they do, and all of that, that everything's going to be all right. But friend, let me tell you something. That is poison that has crept into your heart. And listen, I want to tell you this. Get your heart right with God, and you won't need somebody to follow. When you get your heart right with God, remember what I said earlier, that the presence of God will bring the blessing of God, the blessing of God will bring the favor of God. If you want favor, if you want to be popular, get your life right with Jesus and watch how the blessing and the favor begins to follow your life. It won't be long. You'll have them knocking on your car window saying, hey, I just want to, I don't want to mess you. I just want to know how do you get the joy that you've got? And I got to quit because I'm preaching now. I'm going to teach, all right? I want to give you this word. Thank you, Miss Sarah. I'm going to help myself, all right? I'm going to go ahead and do it. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Listen to this passage this morning. Although it deals with the sowing of seed, it is really a story of four conditions of the heart of man in regards to its receptivity to the word of God. And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning because in this group of people that are here today, all four of these conditions are represented. And and God forbid, but there could be some that will walk out of here this morning and you will miss the miracle of the power of the word of God because of the receptivity of your heart, all right? Because you didn't receive the word of God. Listen, the word of God is so powerful. It is so powerful. But it's all based upon how we receive the word of God. Jesus talked about it, and I'm, I'm going to just kind of uh, breeze, breeze over it. Now, we read in verses uh, chapter 13, verses 3 through Nine, Jesus gave the parable. But if you go down uh, to verse 19 in that same chapter, you'll see where Jesus is giving an explanation of what he talked about. He's explaining the parable. And, and so I'm to try to stay on task this morning and not to chase the, the rabbits. There's a bunch of rabbits in this chapter, okay? But I'm going to try not to chase them. But to stay on task, Let's look at the first condition. Now, Jesus paints a picture of a man that's got seed, and he's sowing the seed. The seed is the Word of God, and, and he's sowing the seed. And Jesus said that the first uh, one, that uh, place where some seed fell, uh, they fell by the wayside. 
they fell by the wayside, and the fowls uh, came and devoured them up. Now, you know we're in a farming uh, area. You know what a wayside is. Wayside is that place where they drive the trucks and the vehicles and all that up and down by the field. It's hard, it's packed, and all that, and it's not receptive to uh, the seed that are sown. So when the seed fell, it fell on this hard ground. We're going to call it uh, the hard ground, the hard heart. The word, the seed fell on that hard ground, and it just lay on top of the of the uh, soil. And Jesus said that the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. So what that example is today, guys, is that that if I sit here this morning and I've got this thing in my heart that says, I don't want any help. It is too late for me. I'm, I'm too far gone. I'm not going to receive what this pastor is saying this morning. Even though he's speaking life, I'm not going to receive it then the words that I'm speaking to you are going out into your life and they're falling on a hard heart. And before you leave this building this morning, the enemy will have come and stolen that word. And as you go out the door, you will be saying, I can do this on my own because the word of God has been stolen away. Listen, can, the reason that, that so many people are in such a mess right now is because it is not because God doesn't love you. It is not because uh, his blood has lost its power. It's not because the word of God has no power or anything like that. It is because you have not received the word of God by faith. And, and, and when the word went forth, you didn't grab hold to it and say there's something there that I got a hold hold on to. There's life in that word and I'm going to hold on to it brother Jason with all I've got because it is life. You got to step outside of, of your man made ideas and opinions and traditions and, and listen don't get caught up in what some priest or, or some prophet even has said to you. Understand that there is nothing outside of the word of God that will bring deliverance and healing to your life. You need to understand this morning that it is the power of the word of God. Listen if Jesus could speak and this world would come into being know this that he can speak through his word and bring healing to your life. So understand this morning, don't, don't have that hard heart. Receive the word of God because it will bring life and healing to you. Listen, I grew up in, in the Pentecostal church, the Holiness Church, and, and, and I had, I had uh, a few people at different times in my life that, that really uh, did everything they could to, to destroy me and, and did everything they could to, to crush me uh, because I was a preacher's kid and I was mean as a snake and, and all the trouble I got into, I got into it at church because that's the only place my mom and dad would let me go. 
And so I had people that, and they hurt me. They, they lied on me and, and all that. And I grew up with that hurt and that pain. And it caused me to want to reject the word of God. But when I recognized that that was the enemy that was working in my life, and I began to give Jesus uh, that place, the word of God began to break that. Amen. The second one that Jesus talked about, he said that uh, some fell by the wayside, and he said some fell upon stony places where they didn't have much earth, and forthwith they sprung up because they had no depth of earth. And <clears throat> when the sun was up, they were scorched because they had no root, and they withered away. Now notice what Jesus said. Uh, in verse 20, he said, He that received the seed into the stony place is the same that hears the word and with joy receives it. Yet he doesn't have any root in himself, but maintains for a little while. But when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, by and by he is offended. So the second type of heart Jesus said is a stony heart or a rocky heart it is a heart that has a lot of other things in it It is a heart that's got a lot of other junk in it and the word that I'm speaking to you today is going forth and it's falling in your heart it's falling among the stones and and the other things in your heart and because there's so much competition in your heart, because there's so much vying for supremacy in your heart, that word falls on your heart, and, and, and you receive it with joy because right now it sounds good to you, and it sounds like the best thing that you've heard, and it is awesome and all that, and so, but it falls, and there's still battles that are going on in your heart for supremacy and you receive it with joy and you get up and you begin to 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 run with it and and you begin to say this is what i need but you fail to deal with those things that are pulling and vying for attention in your heart and and uh and because that word has come in trials and struggles will pop up because the enemy is going to challenge what you've received and those trials and those struggles begin to pop up and because that word guys has not gotten deep into your heart because the word of God has not got deep into your spirit when the trials and struggles begin to come, you forget about the word that was planted in your heart today and you begin to drift back to where you were the other day that's the reason there's so many people today that are discouraged with church and they're frustrated with church and they don't even like to hear a message like this because it angers them because they think I've heard all of it and I've heard every aspect and every five steps to greater faith and three steps to uh, uh, victorious living and all that and, and I'm frustrated I don't want to hear it listen, listen it's not the word of God guys it is because we've not allowed the word to get deep in my spirit 
that has it, it, it can't get rooted in my life and when it doesn't get rooted in my life then the enemy will come and the sun will shine on it and it will burn and scorch and die listen I challenge you today I, I stand flat footed and challenge you today if you will get the word of God in your life in your heart and get it deep into your spirit talk it live it walk it declare it proclaim it whatever you want to do if you will do that it will change your life. It will turn situations that you said are, are, are too far gone. It will turn those things around. It will turn people around that you said, I'll never be able to have a relationship with them. It will turn those situations around, friend, if you will get the Word of God in your heart. I don't want to be too preachy to you this morning. Uh, maybe I need to be preachy. Maybe I need to spit and stomp and slobber a little bit more. Listen, I'm not telling you something this morning that I've not experienced. I've tried everything, guys. Remember, I was raised in church. I knew every shortcut that you could imagine. I knew, listen, I knew how to raise my hand. Before Tim Hawkins ever uh, knew about what all the raising hands meant and all that, uh, I knew, I knew that, that this meant touchdown and all that I knew that that meant hold my baby and all that I knew all that listen some, some of y'all say I don't know where he's coming from on that alright well I won't explain it right now but but listen I knew all the ways to get around things and all that but listen I had to come because I got tired of, of, of living a defeated life and I had to come to a place where I recognized the power of the Word of God. All right. And the third one is I call the crowded heart, kind of almost like the other one, except the stony heart refuses to allow the rooting to take place because of the hard things that are in the heart. The crowded heart, Jesus said in verse 7, he said, Some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. That is the crowded heart. And Jesus said, It is the one that received the seed among the thorns, and he that hears the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it, it becomes unfruitful. So individuals that might be sitting here this morning that have this crowded heart or this, this heart that's got thorns in it is that, that the word of God will go into your life and, and you might even tote the Bible around wherever you go. You're one of those that, that ride down the road with a big, huge Bible laying up on the back, under the back window of your car. And everybody thinks how holy you are because you've got that huge Bible laying in the back of your car. Listen, you can get a Bible big enough that you have to get a dolly and roll it in here on Sunday morning. 
But if the word that is contained in that scripture is not in you, it will do you no good. It won't do anything but tire you out from toting it around. Jesus said the word went into the ground and, and it, the thorns came up, the, the cares of this life came up and began to choke the word out. Have you ever noticed something about farming or planting a garden? You have to be deliberate with butter, beans, and peas. You have to be deliberate. But monkey grass, smut weeds, coffee weeds, all that other stuff, it'll just come up. It'll just come up. There's a good lesson in that because if you don't take care of that that you deliberately plant, that that you don't deliberately plant will come up and choke it out. You've got to be deliberate about the Word of God. You've got to be intentional about your faith, guys. Don't get caught up in this idea that I can fill a card out on Sunday morning that says I belong to such and such church and my life is going to radically turn around and I'm going to be changed forever. It doesn't work like that. You're in 2018, friend. You've got to realize that you've got to be deliberate. If you want God to do something in your life, then you've got to be intentional about standing before God and saying, God, I'm not going to move until you do something in my life you got to have that attitude that Jacob had when he was wrestling with the angel by the brook and he said the angel said let me go because day's breaking and Jacob said no I'm not going to let you go until you bless me and Jacob left that place that night uh, with a limp and a, and a, and a twist on his, on his thigh because God had touched him and he was forever changed Listen, God is not a Coke machine or a, a candy machine that you can put a dollar in and get your blessing out and go on about your business. You've got to be deliberate, friend. And it's not a matter of Methodist or Baptist or Presbyterian or Catholic or whatever you might be. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with understanding that God is God and he's not concerned about the label over the door. He's concerned about the condition of my heart now let's get to the fourth one I'm going to get you out of here they'll be putting fresh food on the buffet by the time we get out the fourth one is what I call the good heart it is the heart that received the seed into good ground it is for those that came this morning and you walked into this place today and you said, God, I am coming. I've got to have you touch my life. I've got to have relationship with you. And I'm not going to allow anything to get in my way. And you came in this morning and the first prayer that was prayed, the first word that was spoken, your heart was so open and you could just feel the word of God just going into your life and changing and, and moving your heart and you were receiving it. Jesus said that is good ground and he said that seed fell into good ground and look at what he said and he said it brought forth fruit some a hundredfold some 60-fold, and some 30. 
I'm fixing to shock you with something that you probably already know, but I want to tell you. If you're here this morning, and the, the first one, the hard heart, is who you are, or the stony heart, or the crowded heart is who you are, let me tell you something this morning. There is no fruit that came from those three hearts. The only fruit that comes comes from the seed that falls on the good ground. And, and here, and I'm going to paraphrase what I believe Jesus was saying. He said, "You can play around with my word. You can treat it like it's nothing. You can even read it and go on and forget about it. You can pretend that it doesn't exist. You can you can even long for it, but not take time for it, and all that." And he said, it will do you no good. The only way that the word of God is going to change your life is when it falls into a heart that is receptive to the authority of the word of God. Listen, every seed that you sow is not going to bring a hundredfold harvest. But Jesus said, if it falls into good ground, he said, it's going to bring forth a harvest. Listen. As a child of God, as a, as a believing Christian, there's so many people that still don't understand this. And this is one of the most popular parables in the Bible. But they still don't understand this. That's the reason that we struggle in our lives. We struggle in our personal lives. We struggle in our families and our children struggle because we have failed to teach them of the power of the Word of God. We failed to teach them about how awesome it is when the Word of God gets in our lives and brings forth fruit. So I want to close with this. You need to understand this morning, child of God, that the Word of God is living and powerful. Hebrews 4.12 says, The Word of God is quick, living, and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword, cutting even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints and marrow, and as a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. That's the power of the Word of God. So can I tell you something this morning? If you're receiving what I'm saying this morning, and if you're receiving what this Word is saying, and it's getting in, in your heart, and it's falling on good ground, then stand up and say, Look, I will not settle for no harvest. I will not settle for nothing. I am going to get a 30, a 60, or a 100-fold harvest. 
I am going to see the Word of God work in my life. I'm going to see the Word of God work and produce in my family and my children, my job, my home. I will not settle for anything less. I will not settle for anything. I will not settle for allowing the idea that my children are going to continue in sin while I am a child of God, that, are want, that I am walking in the precepts and the, the principles of God's word. I will not sit and allow the enemy to deceive me any longer, that I must follow the path of my mom and my dad in divorce and, and, and all kind of other stuff. I will not sit and confess and believe that I'm a child of God while I watch the devil destroy and wreak havoc in my life. I have got the word of God in my life and it will bring forth 30, 60, or 100 fold. I will not settle for anything less. Some, some of y'all already standing up. You already getting it. You already understanding what I'm saying. I dare you this morning. I dare you this morning. If the word of God falls in your heart and it's in a good place, then quit settling for, for defeat. Quit settling for loss. Quit settling for all the enemy is throwing at you. Quit settling for the anger. Quit settling for the temper. Quit settling for the depression. Quit settling for the frustration. And understand this morning that God wants to do a work in your life. Come on, it is the power. It is the power of the word of God. Hallelujah. 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 Man, I, ooh. Mm. Hallelujah. I'm not going to settle. Listen, I didn't say that. Jesus said it. Jesus said there's three things that you need to understand you can't let happen in your life. There's one thing that you need to let happen. You need to let the Word of God find some good soil in your life. And he said when you do, then go ahead and get ready. Go ahead and get your cannon jars out and get your bags out because there's a harvest that's coming and God said I'm going to bring it in. So you need to can it up when it comes and put it in the freezer because it's going to bring life and hope to you. Hallelujah. Listen, Pastor Don's fixing to come here in a minute, and we're going to go back and, and baptize. I, w- I want to do this before we go, and then I'm going to turn it over to him, and I'm going to let him figure out what to do next. Those of you that stood this morning, here's what I want you to do. I want you to begin to declare the Word of God. Listen, on your refrigerator, in your car, All of you have got computers. Print you out some scriptures. Stick it on your refrigerator. Put it on the bar in your house. Put it in your car. Put it on your rear view mirror that when you look in the rear uh, of your vehicle, you'll see the Word of God backing you up and pushing you forward. Listen, get the Word of God in your life. Declare the Word over your life. Begin to speak the Word. Begin to walk through your house and declare the Word of God. I know this is kind of crazy. I know you might not hear this in seminary and all that, but listen, declare the Word of God. Begin to speak God's Word over your life and, and allow the Word of God to begin to grow in you. It'll change your life. 